hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 54 of We Podcast, and we know things. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matoro. That just happened. Again, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 54. We're happy to have you, and to Sam's reference, we just had one of the most transcendent, amazing things happen to us, and uh, we actually had Surge from the early November on the podcast doing a live bonus episode that by the time you're hearing this, you can actually go and download that one as well. Both episodes are being released simultaneously for your listening pleasure. Um, we spent almost two. We spent a little over two hours with them, uh, and about an hour and fifteen minutes of which are on the podcast. Uh, and it was just a fantastic time to just sit back, chat, and have a really good time with Serge and Joe, his guitar player for Serge's upcoming solo project. I mean, between that, I got a nice tan out of it. It was it was it was a dream come true. We sat out at a Starbucks in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, in the blazing sun. had a little bit of had a little bit of shade, but we were right next to like a highway. So uh, there's it's not going to be as quiet of a background as this, but uh, you know. Accept it. Accept it, for real. That's that's pretty much the long and short of it is accept it. We're doing it next to a highway. You're going to hear trucks. You're going to hear bikes. You're going to hear uh, some some beeps and some horns and stuff. But, man, what a freaking time. It, it, for, for, just for, for Joe and for Serge to take the time out of their you know, busy day of recording for 11 straight days to come out and talk to you know two nerds that do a podcast, it was it was just such an awesome experience. Yeah, and, and again, you'll be able to find that episode right now, as a matter of fact, as you're listening to this one. Uh, it'll be titled a bonus episode. It's not episode 55, so just... Go look for the bonus episode, Serge and Joe. Uh, what a fantastic conversation that was. Um, so today we're going to get into uh, the Open. We're going to talk a little bit about how the Bachelor Party went last weekend. Got a little rained out, but that's okay. Uh, we have our trivia section, top three, which we'll get to in just a moment here. Um, then we'll go down and st- we'll do our Winner is Here segment. We love doing that. We'll go movies, gaming, and end on just a little bit of tech news, but we have a jam-packed show for you. Uh, so let's dive into it. You can get your all your nerdy news at WePodcastAndWeKnowThings.com, your one-stop shop for everything We Podcast and We Know Things. You can go ahead and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram at WePodcastAndWeKnowThings. Follow us on Twitter at WePodAndWeKnow. Search us out again on Facebook and hit that like button. And anything you, uh, any way you're listening to the show, whether it be iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, Downcast. Go ahead and hit that like or subscribe button. Keeps the lights on, and we really appreciate it. But, Sam, uh, I want to say thank you. Uh, You uh, had a huge hand in planning and executing on the bachelor party for me last weekend, so I just want to say thank you. It was a great time, and I appreciate it. Uh, Of course, brother. I mean, of course, I was honored just to be a part of it, and, you know, have it It was just a nice weekend away with just the fellas. Yeah, and it was... Uh, even though we got kind of rained out and we got one beach day, we got one beach day. We got rained in and monsooned in, but we had a good time. We put a lot of poker, uh, had some drinks, a lot of drinks, and we just had a great time. Just a couple of uh, couple of days down the shore. I did see a tree get uprooted in front of me. That was pretty cool. It was a neat experience because I just hear guys tree. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was just unexpected. Hey, we're just getting a little rain. Oh, there goes a tree. So oh. let's dive into uh, actually. Let's dive into the top three. We'll get right into it. So it's. Uh, again, coming off the back of this conversation we just had with Serge, like we drove home about forty-five minute, fifty-minute drive home, and we just we just recapped it in our heads and how cool it was. And if you don't know who the early November is, shame on you. But they uh, are a band from uh, right now. They're on Rise Records, but they before were on Drive Through Records. A lot of a lot of you listening to this probably grew up with that label just as we did. So we thought we'd do our top three drive through bands. Um, it's probably going to be a really similar list, uh, but our top three favorite drive through bands. Sam, kick us off. I mean, yeah, and like you said, we just kind of want to just kind of bring it around just to have it somewhat what we, you know, had the conversation earlier about. My number three, a band that I, I, I'm sure people know, 
the starting line. Mm-hmm. They were one of my favorites off the record. I mean, I still miss Kenny with his bleach blonde hair and his, you know, Puka his, shell, his necklaces. shell necklace. You know, he, he always looked like a kid. But it, there was the band that had fun, rocked it on stage, and wouldn't mind seeing them again sometime. Yeah, and yet another local band. Drive There was out there in California, yet when you look at all the bands, Brooklyn, Philly, Jersey. New Jersey, Richboro, Pennsylvania, you know, like the places that these bands come from, it's crazy. And uh, It's good that they're close the, to home. And the East Coast is just such a good, solid, you know, if we're a podcast on the West Coast, we don't have what we had today, earlier today, when we went to Starbucks. Never. Out, you know, so uh, really, really cool for that. But... Um, I would go my number three. I had it at one. I know you were struggling, I, and I was struggling. And uh, I had as my number one band. I'd like to see get back together was my t- was was my number three. And the reason I didn't go with a couple other bands is because they kind of recently broke up. And this band also very recently broke up, so it was not enough time for me to kind of miss them and do a reunion. Uh, but my number three from Drive Through would be Hidden in Plain View. Holy right. smokes! And I think back to the show we went to. Yep, I I know you love them, brother. Yeah, and, and I was. And we walked out of the TLA when they did their first show in seven, eight years, whatever it was. And um, I'm walking it back to the car, and I was like, I'm never going to see that again. I ended up, but I ended up, I ended up seeing it again. I was going to say, never say never. They, they did a 10 year anniversary tour a couple months later. I took Pope Joy uh, up upstairs at the truck in the little tiny, tiny section. Room. So that was fun. nice, close in person. That's good. It was a lot of fun. So and I got some pictures with the band afterwards. That I mean, drive through 04. We Serge and I and, and you and Joe, we all talked about that earlier. Drive through 04 when I saw him throw his bass up and catch it and all that. That same warp tour. Actually, no, it was Warped Tour 05. I went and I saw Hidden in Plain View, and I was with uh, a couple friends there, and I broke off. They weren't really fans, so I went up to them by myself, and I was talking to them beforehand at their merch stand, and they all signed a piece of paper for me, da-da-da, and they said, thank you for listening. What's your favorite song? I said, The Chaser, and they dedicated The Chaser to me when they played it on stage later that day. It's like, this one's for Greg in the back, and I was like, it's, it's got to be such a good feeling. It is you a know? cool feeling. So I owe that to Hidden in Plain View, just a kick-ass band. Thank you for the three-song EP you put out, and I hope to see more from you. Uh, hey, me too, because uh, hey, I know a lot of people went there because it was a sold-out show. If yeah, I don't, if sure I remember was. correctly, and, and Ace opened, so I can make a mess. My number two, easy, the movie life, mm-hmm. a band that you know they, they broke up for years. I will also say that's my number two as well. Just a combo, and I mean, hey, they were broken up for years. We never thought we'd see it, even though like when Vinny did his, his solo stuff, he always played his movie life songs. Yeah, and we saw him at Warp Tour in the acoustic basement. We saw him at Starland Ballroom. Uh, open up for the starting line. So we saw Vinny do acoustic stuff a ton. So just to see them come back, you know, their new album comes, I think, September? Cities in Search of a Heart comes out next month. So They're about it. to drop the second song, song off of it, unless they did in the last two days. They're about and, to and I still got to pre-order that bundle, the shirt and CD. So, yeah, it's yeah a, easy number two. I think, man, 40-hour train is just like, that. Two thousand. Awesome. that's 2004 in a nutshell. Dude. Even, the, was it, Gambling Problem? Uh, movie I, Life has a Gambling Problem. I yes. even like that one. Nice that's, little that's five the first, song. That's the, I think it's a five-song EP. That's the first record I ever heard. My first song I ever heard from them was Walking, Walking on Glass. Walking on Glass, great and then, song. Ha- and then Hand Grenade, and then boom. Sold. Uh, yeah, and then 40-hour <laughs> came out, and it's, again, one of those records that puts the makes the hair on your arm stand up. Definitely. So totally there. You, you want to take our number one? Yeah, we both share the same number one, and it's of course it's the early November. Uh, actually, funny story. Mm, I don't have a hidden in plain view tattoo, but I was planning one. I have a movie life tattoo, and I have an early November yeah. tattoo. So my top three, boom, written on my. Sorry, body. hidden in plain view. You're beat. I had <laughs> one uh, of a kid with a knife behind his back holding up a, a balloon. It was one of their. Po- tour posters. I had that. I was going to get it tatted, but it would. I feel like ten years from now, that's something I wouldn't have been all kind of keen on. So I stopped it, and I got smart the, man. Uh, I got the brand new Dejan Tendu instead. But uh, 
Number one is early November. For obvious reasons, yeah, if on. you've listened to this podcast one time before, you know why. Uh, they are a band that continues to talk to us and speak to us in ways that other bands just don't. Uh, their music is what gets me through the day sometimes. So just a big up to early November. It's the band we've listened to. We talked about it with Search since we were in seventh yeah, grade playing crazy. pool in people's basements using the pool cues as guitars. <laughs> like tr- True statements. I mean, it's a band that I know that – Sadly, you can't see them this year. Obviously, you're on your honeymoon, or you would be. Yes, I would but definitely I, be there in September if I wasn't on my honeymoon, I will, but I would I, be happy to be on my honeymoon. I love you. I love will you, be there in spirit for both of us. Yeah, that's right. And I think, Bree, I will transform myself <laughs> into your yeah, girlfriend. I, I, I will take some videos, and I will try to, you know, eventually, just so you see, maybe they give us a sh- shout-out, maybe Backstage, not. Backstage, drinking you know. a beer with the boys. Yeah, oh, I get it. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Jesus. Uh, so... I made a vow to you the other day. I said, Sam, I'm going to try my damnedest uh, because I really want to and also for the sake of the podcast that I really want to try and get into D.C. I really want to try and get into Marvel a little bit more. You tested me and quizzed me on the way over to to Jersey today to do the interview, and I uh, I, I got like one out of three. No, well, I hit you with with guys that – you you shouldn't know unless you did some digging. Right. But you 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 did know more than I, I thought you, you were going to know. But it's good to see that you know you're you're going to take some time because you know it's the Netflix shows. It's a lot of time, a lot of shows, a lot of episodes. It's good to see you taking the interest. You and Ashley. To actually watch yeah, we bit. started Daredevil. I started Jessica Jones. I didn't know her and Luke Cage had a relationship or a fling or whatever you want to call it. I'm only two episodes in, but I plan on picking Arrow back up, and I even will watch The Flash because people are telling me that to watch that show, yeah, and it's really, really Fla- good. Flash is phenomenal. Arrow, the first few scenes are great. I, you should have been done did that. Um, I definitely would have been done did that. Just at, le- at least start watching them X-Men movies because I know if you have I them all. I got seven to that's go. What I'm saying. So you, you have them. They're there. They're right They're there. They're all right here. So. Uh, six inches from our feet that these X-Men movies and I'll get to them eventually I promise um, but a piece of news that I didn't want to bury in the gaming space at the end of the show uh, freaking Nintendo confirmed on their official Facebook page that Super NES Classic Editions uh, later this month in August will be available for pre-order they must have listened to last week's episode <laughs> my friend because we went on a tangent so we did get some some some, 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 some I can't say it subscribers there it is <laughs> there <you go. laughs> I was struggling with that one but they, maybe they are who knows but it's good to see that they're learning from their mistakes hopefully there's enough of quantity to fulfill everyone's order they said they will be making significantly more than the 2.3 million nes that they shipped so i'm looking forward to grabbing one i'll be putting my pre-order in the second i possibly can i have text message alerts coming to my phone i'm as soon sure as they you go have live. eight different emails different websites i'm sure you got it taken care I, of i'm very I, watch me not get one no watch I, me i, not I know get you one. Greg, you're definitely getting one and i would be i'm just thankful i don't care what their decision was it's because they listen to this podcast is the sole reason <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll keep thinking that i got Make crazy passionate last week on the you, episode you did you I did i I, I heard it so we're going to go into our trivia section is one to one first to 11 win by two uh, i have a question for sam sam has a question for me uh it is a multiple choice but if we get it right away it's one point if we have to use the multiple choice it's one half of a point so we got a ways to go to declare a second ever winner as sam is the reigning trivia champion but, it, will, uh, it's, but it's all tied up right now. It's all so. tied up. A brand new ball game, sir. So obviously we know my questions are usually about the podcast. This one, I, I, I think I saw a bad movie on TV, and it kind of just popped in my head, you mm-hmm. know, blah, blah, blah. What is my most hated movie? Of all time? Just of my most hated movie. You should know it because I've said it so many times on this podcast. If it's I Am 3, then I'm good, but that's, that's the first one that came to my mind. Uh, I mean, you. If you hear the answers, I think you should get it. But I thought you might have got it without hearing it, though. But we'll see. You never know. Let's let's get those answers. All right. A. Wild Wild West. 
B, The Happening. C, Iron Man 3. <laughs> D, Rocky 5. <laughs> it's between Iron Man 3 and The Happening. And I've said before, I like The Happening. And I know you hate it. So just, just because of pure spite, I'm going with The Happening. Correct. All right. My most hated movie. I, I just can't take it. All right. So we're at one and a half. Sam, I have a feeling you're going to get this without the multiple choices for you to go ahead two to one, sir. But in the world of Super Mario, uh, he, Mario has the opposite character, just like him, wears yellow and purple. Mm-hmm. Luigi also has one. What is the Luigi counterpart, evil counterpart's name? I think it, it's like so easy. It is. I'm pretty sure. Ah, shit. I think I, think I know it. I'm I don't putting wanna... my phone in front of my face so my, my face doesn't give any answers away. It's my poker face. I'm pretty sure I know what it is. But I'm gonna, just to keep it close to, I do. I want to hear the answers. Just I have to it. keep it. He's he's I, pitying me. Sir. No, I'm, I just want to make sure because I'm pretty sure it's this. All right. A. Wario. B. Non Luigi. C. Waluigi. D. Antonio. Fudge. It wasn't what I thought. What did you think? I was thinking it was like Evil Luigi. <laughs> I just thought it was something easy like that. It's. I'm thinking it's. What's A, a and C again? Uh, Wario and Waluigi. Waluigi. I'm trying to think. War- Let's go Waluigi. Correct, sir. Cool. Sweet. I was like, Lord, I think you turned in there to trick me. But <laughs> Yeah. I put non-Luigi. Dude, if you put evil Luigi, if is it not, I probably would have picked evil Luigi. Guaranteed. That's really funny. <laughs> so, Guaranteed. guess what time it is, Sam? Is it tool time? <laughs> it is, as a matter of fact. But it is Winter is Here, starring Samuel House Matoro. No, wait. Samuel, Ma- Samuel of House Matoro, uh, Some- first of his name, King of the Andals, and ruler of Disney's <laughs> Universal all Kingdom. I know is King of the and I am And I am Greg of House Hall. That's about it. you got to write this down, because how am I supposed to remember this? I don't I, I <laughs> Write it down, down next time. So we just had episode three a couple, like last Sunday. So by now it's five days ago, but we had episode three. We're on episode four in two days on Sunday night. Um, but this was an episode, I feel like, seven seasons in the making from the beginning and uh, the end. As soon as it starts. This was one of the best episodes front to back I've ever seen. I, I, I agree 100%. I think it was called like the Queen's Promise or the Queen's something, but it was it, freaking fantastic. I mean, obviously, just from the start, it's, it's they're coming. They're right there. They, yeah. The only thing that they come, they get, they get to the island, then they just they pick up their boat and walk away. I was like, uh-oh, that, that's not good. But the final long-awaited Jon Snow, Daenerys, what, what, what are your thoughts I, on the opening? I thought... Excuse me. We talked about it for like a minute before the show. I thought the beginning scene was the best of the episode. You thought the ending was the best part of the episode. I think it was for me. It was my favorite part of the episode. Maybe one of my favorite scenes ever for three reasons. Number one, when they're walking up to the doors for Dragonstone and they're going through that wall. Uh, beautiful scenery, beautiful, by the way. Great scenery. Uh, one of the dragons flies over Jon Snow. It's the first time oh. he's ever seen one. The look on his the face. The look on his yeah. face. And he ducked down and got down. And Tyrion just keeps walking like nothing happened. There's three of them? I'd like to say you get used to it, but you never do. Like, he knows it's real now. Like, there's that belief that things are – this isn't just a lore yeah. anymore. So that was, to me, a huge aha moment it's, for Jon Snow. It's kind of funny because, like, the dragons are, like, kind of considered, like, the White Walkers. Like, ah, we don't we don't see him, so do we believe it? You know right. what I mean? So I, I thought that was kind of interesting. Absolutely. And uh, and then you have um, 
when they finally like they, they didn't waste any time. Oh, they opened right the door, into it. There's Daenerys sitting on the throne. There's John walking in. And what I really liked was the cinematography because for seven seasons, six seasons plus, they're so far away from each other in different parts of Westeros, Essex, whatever part it is, wherever they're at, north, south, east, west, central, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but as they they when they got in the room, they were still far apart in the room, right? And then as they talk, they get closer, they get closer, yep. and the camera brings them closer until finally they're in the same shot, but still just a couple feet away, and you feel like you're there, you're there, you're there, but she's still so dismissive yeah. of him. And I loved, I absolutely loved Masande's introduction of Daenerys with all the names she called her, and then what's his face just goes, "This is Jon Snow." He's king, king of the north. I mean, <laughs> like, that, I mean, and she, that was it. It was she, so funny, dude. Her title. I didn't think it was going to end. I was like, all right, the breaker, a change, the queen, da, 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 da. <laughs> mother dragon. This is Jon Snow. <laughs> but he's what, king of the north. But when he actually, <laughs> when he tried to convince, like, you know, um, Daenerys of like when he almost basically said that. You know, obviously, guys, spoilers, please. We know this by now, but I just want to say it again. When he basically practically almost slipped out, John died. Yep, and and he stops him. He stops. He just looked at him like, "Yo, dude." Da, 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 da. So I think that's because I think meeting him and talking about the White Walkers is enough for her. She needs to believe that before she just believes that this guy was resurrected. So I think it was just too much information, and that's why John was like, "Hold on, now let's let her believe in me." And I think that was really really important that they didn't just. You know, to part of my friend, just blow it all up yeah. front. Is they're saving it for that drama, that build, and they're doing a hell of a job building this. It's again, the creators of the show are doing a phenomenal job. I am so sad that they're what only what three or four episodes left. It's it, it, like it hurts my heart. Yeah, <laughs> and you have well, what I what I really love about this is you waited all these seasons and all this time for them to finally meet, and she don't even like them. Um, no. They're so dismissive towards each other. And and he's it, like, it, it sucks because like, you bitch. Well, you know, at least like, awesome. I'll speak for me. I love both characters, Absolutely. and like, I just want them to work. And like just her coming, like being dismissive, like you know, I I don't believe the White Walkers and. You know, Tyrion sticking up for like I believe in John. So I mean, him and White Walkers, he's still you, you don't fight. He don't believe him until later. But. I think there's a part of that scene where one of them says to each other, uh, where it says to Tyrion, "You still believe him?" And he goes, "I'm starting not to." Or something. I, f- I forget if that's exactly what was said. But like, there we made a joke about it because he stood up. Tyrion stood up for Jon Snow and yeah. vouched for him almost. So I think one of them looked over and was like, "Really, but dude?" One one of the scenes I really like with Tyrion when he said to her, "If I was his hand or whatever," and I said, "I would advise against this." So no matter what he's telling us now, he chose. Uh, everyone probably advised from Absolutely. him to go. He went. So that's saying something. Like he could have came here and you could have killed him right when you saw him. Yeah, and and for her to say like, I, you know, bend the knee, bend the knee, bend the knee. You will not bend the knee. And he said, No, I'm I'm not here to bend the knee. I will. We don't not have bend time. The, we don't have the time. To, <laughs> right. And it's like you're worried about down south. I'm worried about up north. You have to refocus yourself on what's coming from the north. Yeah. So for her, you know. She remember later on in the episode where they kind of flash back to it a little bit. She says to Tyrion, "What was that again about him saying that he was? You know, they, she alluded to like remembering what? that he almost was said something, so, and and it was alluding to him being resurrected. And like, but you, she didn't hear. She don't know. You know, right. but I'm sure she might find out. I think now she's kind of on board because she she trusts Tyrion. She believes Tyrion. She well, we heard find it, out more in the end, right? And she heard it from Jon Snow. Uh, and then you transition from that scene to poor old Theon getting pulled out of the water onto the ship, and they're basically like, "Wait a minute, if you serve." Survived, you piece you, of shit. You, you, we know you ran, exactly. basically. If you didn't call, run, call, call, you wouldn't be on the head. Here. Yep, and you wouldn't be here, and it's exactly right. So what – I can't imagine Theon – He's dude. He's a broken man. Yeah. Seriously, he's a broken – Wonderful, I, yeah. I say, you know, but it's – how much more can the guy take? You know what I mean? Like the guy's he's damaged. Like, yeah. you know, uh, to me, I see him sacrificing himself for someone, but we'll see. I, I, I don't expect him making it through this season. What I really liked 
was this episode felt really short. It felt like there was only five major scenes. It felt like Daenerys and John back to Theon, back to them, then uh, Sansa's and, and Bran, and then Cersei and the and, and the dungeons, and then back to and it's over and done. And, and then, then you're, and, it's, it. and it's done. And it was like a really well paced episode. Um, excuse me, I think I'm gonna sneeze a little bit. Bless you. Oh God, I'm sorry, everybody. I warned you. Um, yeah, we need to go to the sneeze zone. Yeah, sneeze zone. <laughs> I got five beers. Um, shout out to Chubbs. Shout out to Chubbs. Uh, and then you have the one of the the most rewarding moments after you know after the Theon uh, piece was you go back you go to Winterfell and Sansa's there and you hear the knock and uh, somebody comes and says Sansa you have to come here and you thought to yourself it's Bran but could it be Arya? No, for I, a second could it be I, Arya? I, that's I was like it, I said it's gotta be Arya. And then I saw Bran. I was like oh that's cool. Yeah, I, I said to Ash. I said you know it's Bran. But and, tell me how freaked out that she looked. She was. She was like. Who's my brother? Yeah, you know that's well, all and, I'm and he it. was very stoic. Yeah, very, yeah. very you know just I'm the three eyed raven. You looked beautiful in your wedding dress. And she's like, what? And she just got up and peaced yeah, out. And I could probably freak her up and freak out anybody. Right. You see your brother for the, the first time. the third-eyed raven? <laughs> you, you see your brother for the first time in five years, six years, uh, in at least from season to season. I don't even know how many years have passed since A the lot. first season. So you see him for the first time ever. And just like that, it's, it's like... I, I am now my world is flipped upside down right I can't wait I don't know if Ar- by the time Arya gets there they're still going to be there I can imagine just like the White Walkers are coming in and maybe Arya that's where she meets them up but when that when they get the three of them back together you know Bran is like I'm, I'm this is my duty I'm here to be the three-eyed raven I don't, I'm not a Stark yeah. really anymore and Sansa's like the hell you are you're my brother and th- for them to have that moment was neat because it, it did give us a payoff um, of waiting just again so there's so many scenes in this episode where we've waited so long for it to happen that it finally did uh, but to finally say okay we finally have two Starks in the same shot with no slicing of yeah, I know right I'm cool with that now it's like could we actually get a third Stark to come in now that's the question absolutely and uh, you have from there uh, the dungeon scene with the sna- the sand snakes well first of all what's face uh, Euron kind of char- brings everybody back in through the town almost like the shame scene yep. and he comes in with this big hero's welcome a guy who was hated you know a lot of time has passed that's the thing about this episode a lot of things were con- like the, the logic does not make sense in a timeline perspective because it's taken weeks and then when the Unsullied go to Casterly Rock that didn't just happen overnight yeah. and then Euron's ships are blowing them up that didn't happen and, and they're stranded now they, yeah they are they're stranded at Casterly Rock so I mean for all this to logically on a timeline make sense it really doesn't but Euron does come in on the hero's welcome he brings them uh, Eur- what is it Eura is her name like, uh, Theon's sister Yara Yara, Yara Greyjoy Yara. and then brings the two sand snakes the mother and then the, the, the main sand snake the other two were killed on the ship uh, and Cersei, badass as she is, she goes down, takes him down to the dungeon, says, I could have the mountain crush your head. I could have you do whatever. But she drinks, she uh, kisses her, same thing same that they did poison. to the daughter. And, and she said, I want you to sit, I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to sit here and make you watch your daughter wither away in front of you. And they said, and if you don't eat, we will force food down your throat. I was like, oh my God, it's so, so brutal. It it's so brutal. brutal. It is. Brutal. And there, and you know what? And when Cersei leaves the dungeon with Kyburn and the uh, zombie mountain, the two sand snakes like reach for each other. And they probably got about to where we yeah. are, maybe a foot and, and a half. And that's as close as and they get. as close as because both of their hands are tied yeah. and shackled. And she's just like, mom, like. Uh, that's I it. Know. How, like, you can't. You can't a, that's it. You can't. That's it. It was just a, a rough way to go, to say the least. A lot of poison in this episode, yeah. dude. A lot of poison. So the Unsullied go to Casterly Rock. Um, Ooh, and we had the, the Iron Bank came to Cersei. Oh, right, 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 right. Basically saying, 
pay up. Yeah. And she basically wiggled away, come back tomorrow. Yeah. So we'll see. Because Iron Bank, I know they owe them a shit ton of money. Yeah, that'll be so probably paid off. interesting to see what happens. That will pay off probably on Sunday night's episode, so that's cool. Yeah. Um, you had the Unsullied finally make it to Casterly Rock, and they, they break in, and they, they basically almost manhandle the Lannister army. But when they're done basically winning Casterly Rock, they say, Grey Worm, there should be more. Where's everybody at? And 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 then they turn around and boom, Euron's army is just wiped away all of their ships. And they're like, oh, geez. Now we're screwed. Yeah. And so now you have the Unsullied basically stranded a Castle yeah, Rock. So they are really taking Daenerys' forces and just choking the life out of yeah, them. Now, now, like we thought Daenerys was this whole power force can't be stopped. Now it's like half her army just got wiped out. Is she in trouble? And and I think she is, but yeah. then she but she's got the three pieces of you know heavy heavy weaponry. We'll say we'll call them dragons. We'll call them dragons um, <laughs> that she can really kind of kick some ass yeah. with. So all all would be made right if ships are made of wood. Boom. Uh, I forget what the word to for the breathe fire thing that she says, and then it breathe fire. But I was about to say Dario and a hot. I was, I was just gonna say bam. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a man, but. Uh, after that, uh, the Unsullied, and you're like, damn, dude, they're really kind of choking out this army. We go to the end scene where Jamie was not with him. He my, took the Lannister my favorite forces. scene. He took the Lannister forces to the Mar- uh, to the uh, Tyrells High Garden to High Garden for the yeah to the, to the Tyrells and. Uh, Wow, they pretty much took um, their dragon bodies and throwing them on piles and stuff. And all of a sudden, you have Grandma, we'll call her Grandma Ty- uh, Tyrell, up in her room. Uh, Jamie walks in and she's like, well, how did it go? <laughs> well, how did we do? How did we do? Yeah. Uh, yeah, not not so good, lady. Uh-huh. You know? It, it, it's you, – you knew something was coming, and but you, we didn't know what. And basically you see, to me, Grandma Tyrell steals her own death scene from Jamie from what she says. Mm-hmm. And basically something that I think I'm pretty sure we th- we might have suspected it was her, but they never, to my knowledge, they never said on the show whoever did it or nothing like that. But basically saying, I never watched someone die, you know, choking to death, blood coming out their eyes on poison. And then Jamie's kind of looks at her, it's like, you know, blah, blah, blah. When I saw it to Joffrey or something like that, and just tell Cersei I did it. And just the way she chugged her poison, I was like, that's the baddest bitch right there. Grandma Tyrell. <laughs> They stole the scene from him. Like, yeah, she's already dead. She drank the poison. There's nothing Jamie can do unless he's going to cut off her head. And why even do that? Let her suffer. And just to see his, so just to see he his face. He, she took, like, took killing her, like, the pleasure away from him. Yep. I was like, that was awesome. Yeah, and and I can if if we weren't waiting six seasons for the first scene with uh, with Daenerys and John, I'd have clearly chosen that scene to kind of steal the yeah, episode. To, to, but it was a great way to end it because after that, boom, fade to go to black, and it's like. Pissed. I gotta wait That's another it. week. I gotta wait another week. But that was episode three of We Pop. Oh, no. Of, oh, of, there we go. Later. Of Game of Thrones season seven. Um, I think that was probably the best episode of the season. I think it just got better no, every week I so mean, far. It's. it's to me, that's always my hardest part is to pick my favorite because there's always them certain moments that sure. I love so much. That might have been the best moment then that, for you. To me, that might have been the best moment. DC is going to have a crossover, and we did it. We had it last year. We talked about it, but it kind of underwhelmed a little bit. I believe either when Sean Carcitti or Brian Thornton were on. Yeah. One of those two I think, episodes. I think it was Brian, but I think we, we both liked the episode it was with the alien yeah. invasion. We liked it because yeah. we knew the comic story, but other people right. who didn't maybe didn't know it. Well, they're, gonna, they're probably going to – 
do a, a heck of a job to remedy that this time around. DC announces that the crossover dates are here. They're November 27th and 28th. They are going to go across all four DC major shows, which is great because it didn't happen like that last time. Apparently, there's going to be romance in the air, teasing some major life event that will be happening. This is a four-hour event, one hour for each show. They're kind of pitching it as two two-hour yeah, movies. And that's tonight. basically what they said. So on the 27th, we're going to have Supergirl at 8, Arrow at 9. The 28th, we're going to have Flash at 8, Legends of Tomorrow at 9. So... I'll you don't have you don't have DVR, man. So. I, I don't, but guess what? I'll be in front of that TV, so yeah. it don't matter to me. And I wonder if I, because I won't be caught up to all those shows by then. But I wonder if me being new to those shows could pop in there and understand. Probably it. not. Yeah, because a lot of stuff happened. A lot. Okay, so I, I would probably yeah. want to wait on yeah. watching those until I'm all uh, caught yeah. up. Yeah, to me, because all the shows are, are intertwined now. Like, yeah. there's always a little something. If you don't watch one show, you're going to miss something. Yeah. So everything's intertwined. That's why, like, I, you know, Greg Berlanti, I, I have to tip my hat to him to keep everything kind of in line and. It's impressive. What's cool is I think that they're going to make if, – if there were wrongs to last year's, I think they're going to make them right and kind of uh, – not mend fences, but I think this is going to be – is this a major event? It's oh, hitting it, all it, the strings that it's supposed it, to. It, all the it's their highest rated episodes of the you know, entire, the entire season of the show. I mean, you, to me, you have Arrow coming off its best season since seasons one and two. And that was what season five or season six? That was season five. Uh-huh. And Flash, I, this was last season of Flash three was probably the weakest in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But that's why I'm just glad that we're not getting that main speedster villain. Mm-hmm. And to you know to hear, we'll get to the stories later. What's coming up next? But. Yeah, and I think you know for me this is definitely an interesting piece. You know, two months ago I'm over it. You know, I'm not into it. But I just want to slowly but surely start to get into that, yeah. and introduce myself into the DC TV universe because the DC EU is is you know from a movie standpoint not the strongest right now. Wonder Woman has definitely helped. But the TV universe is unbeaten. It's, I mean, it, it is killing. It, it probably beats out Marvel's oh, Netflix e- stuff. Easily. So, oh, it's the Netflix stuff. I would say they're probably like on par to each cool. other. But cool. I would say, you know. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it's way better than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, the Elongated Man will be coming to Flash Season 4. Which is, I don't know if you know about Elongated Man, but he... Very can, little. He, like, again, Mr. Fantastic, I'm getting, he, he can yeah, stretch. I figured as much. So, it, it, that's pretty cool. It, again, you give me all the DC characters that I've never seen live action, I'm going to take. Absolutely. We've never seen Elongated Man, bring them on. Uh, the most in- evolved and powerful form ever of Gorilla Grodd will be the Season 3 villains, uh, villain of Legends of Tomorrow. I'm so hyped. But no, didn't isn't Legends of Tomorrow the show that not a lot of people like? So they kind of need well, this. Well, the first the first season I thought was pretty good. The second, actually, the second finale near the end I thought was the best episodes because mm-hmm. Reverse Flash was in it. Sure, but Gorilla Grodd's a was a was yeah, awesome like on Flash, and to have him at his most powerful form, dude. Yeah, they teased it as a non-human entity, and you're, everybody kind of said, "All right, it's Gorilla." And Grodd. to where the finale of where Legends was like the time the time stream was fucked. Like, everything was messed up. So to see how they're going to, like, I, don't, I didn't know how they were going to start the show. To see that we're going to have Gorilla Grodd be the main villain, I'm in. Legends of Tomorrow also really wants to bring on John Constantine, which is pretty neat because they, they I feel like they almost recognize that their show isn't on par with the Flashes and the Arrows and whatever. And they really want to try and get everybody hyped as shit. And this is a good move. Well, and they know, <coughs> excuse me, they know because Matt Ryan, who played Constantine in the show, the NBC show Constantine, then he was last seen in, um... An episode of Arrow, and just from him being on that, I think their the ratings spiked a little bit. Just from him being in the show, like the fans are there. John Constantine's awesome to me. He was. I wish that his show never got canceled. So if I can get more Matt Ryan as Constantine on the Arrowverse, I'm in. 
Gotham has moved up their premiere from 928 to 921. They're making room for Seth Farland's The Orville, um, and they're also teasing the return of Jerome. So we might not only get, you know, we are getting Gotham a week earlier, but we might get a big character coming back. So, of course, I'm not going to complain if Gotham come back a week earlier. That's great. Um, I I thought um, Cameron Monaghan, who's on Shameless, who plays um, the the Joker, Jerome, it's, it's a mix of Mark Hamill, and Heath Ledger's Joker. Like I think he does a great job for for what he does. Like I, I'm okay with it. I mean, yeah, when he when he cut off his face, it was a little crazy because if you the new Fifty Two, that's what Joker does. But. I have no complaints about that. Uh, something else I know you're not complaining about Titans, which is what I believe a Teen Titans live action. Am I getting that right? Is that what Titans I, I think is? It's just called Titans, yeah. But is, yeah. It, is it a Teen Titans live action? Yes. Am I getting that right? Uh, there has been uh, one of the first casting choices, and Raven has been cast for Titans. I mean, it's, it's I forget her name offhand, but it's a little younger than I thought they were going to go. So I'm interested now because to me, Raven, I thought would be a little older, a little more mature because Raven's kind of a dark character, especially if you know about you know her father and stuff like that. But I'm, I'm interested to see where they go. I mean, that's the only it's the first casting news that we heard. So I just want to hear what else they you know they bring to the table. Autocorrect strikes again because uh, in my notes it says Bruce Tommy, but we all know I meant Bruce Tim. Uh, <laughs> if you look at the notes there, for some reason autocorrect is there, but there was a giant clickbait article that basically said Bruce Tim is interested in the, in the uh, Batman animated series again, and I'm like, I gotta read this. And basically, uh, all, this is exactly what happened. So when he was asked about whether they may return to the world of the Batman the animated series after Batman and Harley Quinn's film comes out, he literally said, to quote him, I'm sure if it uh, i'm sure that if it does really well the home video people will say yeah let's do some more in that classic style it was not a return to the universe it was not extra episodes it's literally just the animation style and it was literally just a maybe so very clickbaity article but still cool because that is that is a great (laughs) animation style it's probably one of the best animated shows of all time like honestly if you we did have like to think of like a cartoon we were kids like batman the animated series was my favorite I mean, I, I'm pretty sure it's a lot of people's favorite. I mean, I would, if they did announce, let's say for some crazy reason, they said, we're bringing it back. Kevin Conroy's coming back. Mark Hamill's back as the Joker. I would be happy as shit. I would watch every episode. But whether if it's nothing or if it's more movies... They got my money. Going from DC to Marvel, the Runaways will take place. Or I'm sorry, just Runaways will take place in the same world as the Marvel Netflix series to kind of tie it all together. I mean, that's kind of crazy to keep just to have that universe together. I don't know much about the Runaways, but I'm interested. Yeah, me it, neither. Uh, obviously, you know, <laughs> I think there's like the Squirrel Girl, and I I know a lot of people. Oh yeah, her, I, I, I learned about it. her when I was watching variants. They stuff. say Squirrel Girl was like one of the most powerful things. To me, it's like it's ridiculous. It's a joke. Like I, I can't even take it serious. I still love Peter Porker, Spider Ham. I think that was the inspiration for <laughs> Spider Pig from the Simpsons movie. It You're makes probably, sense now. Yeah, it, it, it does. Full it circle. It all makes sense. But. I'll give it a chance. The Charmed reboot, which was once on a hiatus and never thought to come back, is now in re-redevelopment uh, here on the CW, which is okay. Nope, that's Charmed. our complete reboot. Yeah, I was on. I didn't ever watch I it either. I never watched Charmed. I think Angel. it was a show about witches, right? Yeah, Charmed? witches, and that's when uh, Dave Baranis came in as Angel, yeah. and he had a spinoff show. I never watched it. I never jumped on board of that, but yeah, David. Uh, I think Borealis. Yeah, Dave Baranis. Yeah, he was in Bones. He was, he was in Bones. He was in Buffy, and then he did Angel. And it's cool that it's like all. I mean, he's, that's he's, all like the same. He's a Philly time. fan, so I'll give him that. That's that's it's all the same kind of time period. That mid nineties, the yeah. late nineties era was the Buffy and the and the Angels of the World. And that's all well and good. And I love Buffy just as much as the. 
next person, but Charmed was not a show that I got into. But cool, man. Yeah. Anything that's coming back nowadays, dude. Nostalgia is like an all-time I, high I, right now. I'm just, I'm just kind of surprised it took them this long to get it rebooted. Sony Pictures purchases 95% of Funimation for 143 million dollars. They were valued at 150, so that's only seven million remaining. Uh, that's a huge purchase for Sony. Funimation puts out the likes of Attack on Titan and other shows, One Piece, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Z that we really, really love. So I don't know if this is good or bad news, but I can definitely say wow. I mean, it, that's a shit ton of money. I think it's a Sony's got to be. They're making money if they're putting out money like this. I mean, they they, they see the value of DBZ is still a huge thing, and there's so many anime. There's so much people that watch and buy the Blu-rays, DVDs, stream the you know the shows. Like, why wouldn't you do is it? Is the English super? Is that through Funimation? Is the English dub of Dragon Ball Super? I, I, I believe it is. I believe so that's, it's still that's huge. Yeah, and, that's and what I'm that's saying. That's still going on now. So that's just more money in Sony's and, pocket. And you figure we're that only. I think oh, we're shit. on. I think we're only on episode like 20 or 21 on the English. In Japanese, they're on like 98. Yeah. I, this is a thought I just popped in my head. I don't know if they bought – because they didn't – I don't think they bought the exclusive rights to the franchise like Dragon Ball Z. I think they just bought the video library and rights to that because that would suck because that means like the Dragon Ball Z games in the future would only come to PlayStation, which is good for you but bad for the, the, the gaming world yeah, in general. Yeah, true. I mean I, hopefully know? that's not the case. I don't I, think I wouldn't it want is. everyone else to enjoy the game. I think games, we would but. know more. I think we would have heard more like DZ yeah. purchased or by Or more, more details would yeah, have been. I think it's gotcha. just the, the Funimation English dub video library. Maybe Jap- Japanese. I don't know. but. Well, it's just a video library. Because all the, the DBZ people, yeah. they'll, they'll have jobs for quite a few years. Well, speaking of PlayStation exclusives, Persona 5, uh, one of the biggest games of 2017, most popular, best-selling games on PlayStation uh, in general, is getting a t- an animated TV series in 2018 called Persona 5 The Animation by A1 Studios. Uh, I'm sorry, A1 Pictures. Uh, all I can say is I played about 10 minutes of Persona 5, and it's really, really good, but very in-depth and really freaking weird. If you like Japanese uh, role-playing games, if you like anime is it is, is that a violent is that a violent it, it can game? be yeah, yeah i think i remember be. saying i mean if the anime is good i'll always give anime a chance i'm more of a watcher than a, you know, obviously a game player but right. i'm interested well uh, i'm sure you're interested in this one one piece is getting a live action via tomorrow studios one show i've never watched okay. they, they have probably over 600 episodes and i believe they're still going i know our boy um ryan stick likes so he, he watches all that stuff but i mean hey it's I mean, that, that's what they're doing now. They're taking the animes and they're making them live action. Why wouldn't you? Greg Nicotero, who did makeup for The Walking Dead for a while, he's the lead uh, lead on makeup. He was actually, I believe, even the showrunner for a little bit, if nothing else, an executive producer for The Walking Dead. Got a new sci-fi anthology series called Shock Theater Greenlight, uh, sorry, Greenlit to come to AMC. I don't know how I feel about that yet. I like anthology series, but I'm sure I'm not going to, I'm probably just not going to watch it. I mean, again, I, 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 let me see a trailer. Let me see stuff. But it's, you know, obviously these guys are big right now because they're on The Walking Dead. So, of I, course, they're going to throw them And I show. got shit on for The Walking Dead. I was the only one out of the four yeah. of us earlier today that didn't yeah. care for The Walking Dead. And you guys are all like, oh, it's great. And I'm like, I kind of hate well, it. Well, I just said Negan, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, stars greenlit The Rook. And that is from Twilight author Stephanie Meyer. If I could yawn any louder. No, no I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I speak for the world when I say, guys, we, we, we got enough of the Twilight. We're, yes, at we're least good. the population we're, we're good i should the female i think they're good too I, even then they're letting me go we're good showtime orders a pilot for um ben affleck and matt damon's boston drama city on a hill which will take place in the early 90s this screams of me as an addictive show that i'm 100 percent going to be bought into and it just leads for me i've listened to a lot of comedians stuff like that like greg fitzsimmons yep. a couple people like that. he wasn't from boston but knows a lot in boston you hear all these crazy stories like just what goes on in boston i'm interested just just from that fact alone just because we know Affleck is a great writer. Mm-hmm. 
whether whether they appear in it or not, whether it's about their lives. I'm interested. American God still has no season two premiere date, but it is expected to return in 2018. Is that not Ian McShane? It, it is. I'm nervous because yeah. my man's busy. All I see him is getting. He's in this. He's in this. I'm like, oh, I, I don't know what he's gonna do. The season one, it was, it was trippy. It was confusing. I enjoyed it. Oh, you don't say. You know, I, you know I mean, <laughs> I like you know I me. Mean, I like the Greek god mythology. I like the gods. Too, yeah. I like that kind of stuff, and that's exactly what it was. Hulu is getting the streaming rights to all the TGIF programming. We're talking Full House, Step by Step, Family Matters, all the stuff you watched as a, as a kid on Friday nights. That's pretty neat. I just don't have Hulu. No, it, it's cool. I mean, they always try. They send me the free month prescription. I mean, I doubt I'll ever watch it unless I you know have kids someday, and I'll be like, all right, got to got to show you Urkel. So we'll see. Hey man, you know Urkel. Um, what the hell is his name? Steven something. I forget. I can't remember. He voices Sonic and all the Sonic Does he? stuff. Yeah. It's just a, Holy shit. Just that's a awesome. little tie, yeah. tie, tie the room together like the rug that's and the cool. Lebowski. That's awesome. Vin Diesel's production company, One Race Television, go figure, is rebooting Miami Vice for NBC. Why wouldn't it be One Race? Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised it's not quarter mile at a time. <laughs> Brothers. <laughs> yeah, family. <laughs> I mean, by Miami Voice, I saw the, the remake Whatever, movie yeah. with Colin Farrell, Jamie Foxx. That wasn't too great. <laughs> hey, I, Sam didn't like something. Double high I mean, five. I, I, the only thing I like, it's a Michael Mann film. I love the way when they're shooting guns. I just love the sound of it. I think he is, the, as a director, it's the best sounding of his movies. Going to the movie theater, Hellboy, the reboot casts your boy, Ian McShane, uh, as Professor Broom and has now dropped the, the Blood Queen subtitle. It is now just called Hellboy. I just now I'm nervous, my boy. He's busy. He's getting older. We got the Deadwood coming up. John Wick three, American Gods. He's in this. I'm sure he's got other stuff going on. I did just hear him on, um, what's that guy's name? Chris Hardwick. Yeah. Awesome. He. I. I. I, I suggest everyone download Chris Hardwick podcast. He had Ian McShane Nerdist. on. Nerdist, Nerdist, right? Yeah. For like an hour and ten minutes. Great interview. Cool. Is it better than our interview? I doubt it. Well, Wrath you know of I mean? Khan. Star Trek The Wrath of Khan will return to theaters for its 35th anniversary on September 10th and September 13th. Did you ever – I saw the new Wrath yeah, of Khan, the, the newer the, Star well, Wars when, one. i never seen the, the original. Star Wars one? Star Trek. Star Trek. Okay. Yeah, that, my, I mean, that my was, bad. Good, live long the, and prosper, the, 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 old, the, the older ones, I – I missed the boat. I'm, I was a little young yeah. for that. I didn't care. But for, for everyone it. else, I'm sure they'll, they'll be pretty hyped for if it. If we have any listeners over 40 <laughs> or that live alone at 40, um, <laughs> this news is for you. Uh, anyway, Jack Thorne has been hired to do some rewrites for the Episode 9, Star Wars Episode 9 script. Um, it's still on track to be released, I believe, in 2019. Yep. Uh, but does this give you any sort of pause or hesitation well, about it? I mean, it? nowadays, I've, every movie is getting rewrites. You're you right. know what I mean? So I'm not going to... I'm not going to worry yet, you know, until I start hearing it's a disaster. It's still, you know, it's still two years away. It's, it's not it's, a long time. And they're but, just, but they're still writing it. And it's two years away. That's kind of I, they, I, with the Han Solo thing. And now this it's Star Wars is even in jeopardy. You know, I, I, I think Jeopardy's maybe overreacting. But yeah, it's I mean, definitely it's, there's, 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 but hey, but when you get a rewrite, anyone's going to be like, OK, well, but I think they're doing happened. a rewrite from the ground up. So we saw what happened with the Batman when it's getting rewritten, yeah. rewritten. It's now 2020, maybe. Yeah. So. I hope that it stays on track. You know, I wonder what the heck it needs. I wonder if if it needs to be rewritten because of what happened to Carrie Fisher. You just never know. And, and I'm sure that has something to do with it because I'm sure that effed up. What you know what they were going to do. And I, I did hear an interview with I think John Boyega where he basically said that the way that um, Princess Leia, the way they they I guess they have her go out or whatever they do. They, they said it was, it was beautiful. So cool. uh, I'm going to screw this name up. So I apologize. Uh, dude, I, I don't even know. You know, this guy, I, I know exactly who he yeah. is. I know. I just, I know I'm going to screw this up and I'm sorry in advance, sir. Uh, 
Chi or Chai Wettel. Chai Wettel, EGO4. He was from Doctor Strange. He was in Love Actually, main star of 12 Years a Slave. He will probably be cast as Scar for the uh, live action Lion King film coming up. And we got a Scar. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. You know, I mean, he was. Yeah, why the hell not? I thought he was. I don't want to give away Doctor Strange, but he had a good part in it. I'll yeah. say. I'll just say that. Decent, decent movie. Yeah, I thought it wasn't the strongest same, Marvel it film. It was the worst. It wasn't the well, best. Exactly. I put that squarely yeah. in the middle. Yep. Uh, Ant Man and the Wasp begins filming, and that's cool for me because I love yeah. the first one, and I'm really looking forward to the second one. I, you definitely liked Ant Man, I think, way more than I did, but yeah. I, I enjoyed it for the. The, I like the, Paul heist, the heist movie. It was. I really like Paul Rudd. Though, Who so. does it? I'm, I'm a big. Him and Michael Pena. Michael Pena killed off it. each other. They, he killed it. Will Joe Mangel? Um, I'm sorry. Hold on. Mangelio. Mangelio. Manganello. Whatever it is. Um, yeah, whatever that guy. You know him from <laughs> Joe Manganello. Yeah, you know him from How I Met Your Mother and, and all that other good stuff. True Blood. Yeah, True Blood. Will he be? He kind of teased out there. Will he be Deathstroke in the upcoming film, The Batman? He's very tight-lipped about it. But here's a quote from him. He said, "I know everything, but I can't say any of it." Perfect. That does hint to me though that he'll be back. <laughs> to me, I, I expect him in it. I, I don't see how you're gonna have the Batman without without the or the big tease that Ben Affleck himself teased out. Yeah. So unless Matt Reeves like, ah, well, I don't want him in my film, and then that's different. Last week we went over the top three directors that were going to be uh, in the running to direct Suicide Squad 2 or the Suicide Squad sequel. One of them, Huaume or Hume or Jaume, <laughs> Colette Sarah, he was in the lead. Uh, apparently, he has chosen to direct Disney's Jungle Cruise over Suicide Squad 2. I don't know what that says, man. I, I don't know what that says about Jungle Cruise or if it says about Suicide I think, Squad. I think The Rock is in that, so I'm sure he wants a little piece of the Dwayne The Rock oh, Johnson sure. action. Yo, dude, you attach yourself to him right now, you're, the, you're made. Dude, any, you're made. Yo, any movie he made, even Baywatch, Watch flopped. It's still made money. His show Ballers is still getting you know good I heard viewers. That's really good, too. It, dude. It's it, if you liked Honorage and you like sports, I think you're gonna you're, you're yeah. gonna like it. And uh, I can't think of the other the other guy in it, but he, he's hilarious. It's a, it's a good cast, good show. Isn't it um, HBO? Isn't it? Uh, oh man, I, I have his face. I can't think of his name. I don't want to just keep talking and trying to think of it. Yeah, name. you're right. I, but I know exactly. Who he it was is. you know he was in um, he was in Planet of the Apes, the reboot hot, of Mark Hot Auburn. Tub Time Machine. Yep. He was in both of them. Yeah, I know exactly yeah. who you're talking about. John Cena. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I couldn't believe what dun, I read dun, 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 dun. I'm wearing my Matt Hardy t-shirt But uh, John Cena has joined the cast of the Bumblebee spinoff It will be set in 1987 with Bumblebee on the run Which is cool But freaking John Cena Who just said he's not a part-time wrestler He's an all-timer Is now going to leave again to go do part of the Transformers universe But holy crap, we're going to see him again this, in another movie I mean, I, I, surprisingly, I liked him in the movie The Marine Oh God! He was pretty damn good in. Uh, I think it was either Sisters. Uh, oh, the, you're talking about the, not Trainwreck. Okay, not Trainwreck. He sucked in that. I think it twelve was rounds. Sisters. He was in twelve yeah, rounds. Yeah. I think it was. I don't know. Sisters. I have somewhere around here. I think he was in it. But uh, he was pretty good as the drug dealer with all the neck. Oh yeah, I did, like I did see that, yeah. that little clip on Facebook. Yeah, he's pretty but good in that. I don't know how I'm going to take him in a, a Transformers movie. I mean, he's a he's a, right now he's a reality star in soap operas at WWE. I mean, it's really all yeah. it is is a glorified soap. So I think he can fit into the drama world, but this is more of an action movie. Yeah. So we'll see how John Cena fares there. Atomic Blonde, which you're going to see in just a few hours, it has outgrossed in the its opening weekend. John Wick, the original. When you account for inflation, all that good stuff, John Wick still didn't beat it out, but it did open in 715 more theaters and than that, John that's Wick. That's probably the reason. It's probably the reason. And John Wick two did outperform them both, but it is at least off to a good start for a new franchise and that's always and, good and to see. Charlie Starling, she looks like a complete badass. I She's was, a million bucks. That's man. why I was so happy when Brie was like, you want to see Tom Bombs? I'm in. 
Yeah. So let's go. That's awesome. Uh, Pokemon, the first movie. I'm sorry, Pokemon, the movie. I choose you. Uh, we've talked to kind of shitty. Yeah. It's a, just a basically retelling of the first season of the anime. It does not have Brock or Misty or any of the characters we kind of love, but it does deep dive deeper into the first season. It will be in U.S. theaters this November 5th and 6th. It's not getting a full run right now, but it's getting a selected run. I think that's good for it. Yeah. But I would not be surprised if it gets crapped on. I was gonna say it, it's good to see that it's getting at least two days, you know, yeah. in theaters. But me personally, I, I won't be seeing. It in theaters. Uh, something I do hope to see in theaters oh, yeah. is is it the new uh, the reboot from Stephen King's It. They just dropped another new trailer and we finally hear Pennywise talk. Oh my God, Skarsgård is killing the game. The way he looks, everything. He's I mean, menace. It's gonna be. E- it's gonna be a great. Even movie. the one clip where you kind of see all these clowns. I was like, I don't. I'm not the biggest fan of clowns. I ain't gonna lie. Like, I'm going to see this movie. I'm probably gonna crap myself. Yeah. It, but it, it look. It looks really good. I think it's a, they're twisting it into a horror as opposed to just this like kind of psychiatric thriller, thriller almost. Yeah. That, it, I agree. And I wouldn't even know if the first one's a thriller. It was three freaking hours. But I, I, I think that they're. This is so far from what I've seen. Is it looks like you, they're making this the best it possibly yeah, could have I, been. I agree. Made. And, hey, we, Stephen King did give it the okay. So yeah, the Dark Tower, another Stephen King property, is out, and it's just not not getting uh, a good run here. IGN's review: The verdict: Dark Tower is a thoroughly average take on some truly incredible source material. While the fantastic leads do the best with what they're given, it is ultimately not enough to compensate for a lack of time spent building characters and their motivations in the script. A good-looking shell of a giant epic is all here but peeling back the veneer reveals that a not a whole lot going on underneath for a story with it uh, where the literal fate of the universe is at stake it is disappointingly easy to not really care about anything that is happening on screen it is mediocre dark tower is a thoroughly average adaptation of some truly incredible source material 5.0 out of 10 now my our buddy toby releases and, today yeah right? our buddy toby and six all you know late last night and toby read the books he loves the books and i always thought it was, it was kind of weird that the movie was only 95 minutes long. Yeah. Like the first book, he was, it was so it's many lengthy. details. It's lengthy. So to, I questioned the length of the film. And I, 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 kind of, I texted Toby before I actually came over, your, you know, before we got to interview or whatever. And I was like, Yo, what are your thoughts on it? He goes, I actually thought it was pretty good. There was obviously some characters missing. He thought McConaughey and, and Idris Elba did a, a good job. But yeah. he just he just said it was okay. Uh, so I, I guess a five is sounds about very right. very mediocre. Yeah. Pacific Rim uh, Uprising, the sequel to Pacific Rim, has been delayed exactly one month from February twenty third to March twenty third. So we'll have to wait just a little bit longer to dive back into the world of the kaiju. That's plenty because we have still have so many movies come out the rest of this year. I don't want to have to be at the theater every goddamn week. We felt we almost felt like it was that way. Dude, I was there four weeks in a row. I was like, all right, this is getting a lot. Yeah, we. Uh, it felt like for a while there. We, you, you at least. I'm not a big movie guy, but you. Were we're going to the damn movies every freaking day. Well, every Friday. Yeah. Uh, what do we have? So uh, we'll go into what's coming out next week. We talked about last week, like Dark Tower and stuff. So August 11th will be Annabelle Creation, so the sequel to the Annabelle film. <laughs> Surgeon uh, did say he loves horror movies around yep. dolls, so this one's for you, pal. The Glass Castle, uh, Pilgrimage. Ingrid Goes West, which is not about the wildling. Uh, the Only Living Boy in New York. Good Times. The Nut Job 2, Nutty by Nature. Uh, Planet 
Ariel, uh, The Trip to Spain, and Naked, which is a freaking Marlon Wayans film that I did not Oh, see. yeah, yeah. He was on Princess. Yeah, I heard, yeah, yeah. So that is what's yeah. coming out in theaters. I would assume Annabelle Creation takes it, but this is like the end of summer lulls. The blockbusters are kind of over for a minute here. We get a little bit of a chance to breathe. Bit. Get a little bit of a chance to breathe, but I'm sure it'll be back to uh, going ape shit uh-huh. pretty soon. Uh, moving into the gaming space, Mario Odyssey, Super Mario Odyssey, coming out uh, October 27th on the Nintendo Switch is the first ever main Mainline Super Mario game, not rated E. I wow. thought to myself, "Wow, it's rated T. What could possibly be in this game? It's not. It's rated E10. So it's still, oh it's, <laughs> it's still. Wow. For most, it's just not for everybody. And that's. I'm assuming it's because you possess other things and take control of them. And it's it's still for everybody. I'm sure it's still yeah. going to be for everybody. But, but that's kind of cool. That's the first game. I am really yeah. really hyped on this game. It's going to be my probably Surprising. a lock to be my game of the year. Uh, the uh, new Super Mario Bros. Two, which is really built around. Uh, gold coins and the idea of gold is now bundled in with the Nintendo 2DS for just $80. So you can pick up a 2DS That's a steal. and a Super Mario Bros. New Super Mario Bros. 2 for just $80. If you haven't gotten a DS yet, this is your chance to jump in. Damn, it's a hell of a bucks. bundle and a really good game. I know Ryan Cunningham jumped in. He got Mario yeah, Kart 7, uh, but well, a really it, solid His game. doesn't flip like ours does. No, it does not, <laughs> man. And the new 2DS XL is out. So that's pretty cool. 150 bucks. You get a, basically a new Nintendo 3DS, but without the 3D. Uh, Dragon Quest 11, which is one of the most if not the most popular JRPG in the world, just released on PlayStation 4 and Nintendo 3DS, and it sold 2 million copies oh in two freaking days. That's People madness. were lined up, taking off of work to go buy this. Is that, is that big of a it game? It is that big of a game. Dude, in the 80s, there's like lore. What are you, just a dragon? Just There was, in the 80s, when the original and the second one came out, there was lore and stories that people, businesses closed to let their employees go buy and play the game. That's awesome. That's how big this game That's is. That's a shame. I don't, think it don't <laughs> I don't think it actually happened, but the fact is that sto- it's so big and such a big game. That's like the myth. That's the that. myth. That's yeah. the myth behind this game, and that's the power it that's has. That's awesome. So that's really, really yeah. cool. And now we found out it is coming to North America in 2018, presumably for PS4 and 3DS. I'm just hoping there's a Switch version. I know. I was going to say, of course I see Switch and 3DS. <laughs> well, 3DS and PS4 is definite. Yeah. That's what it's out for now. You Huge can actually for Switch. There's actually two different versions of the game based on what you have, so it's a really cool idea, but I'm hoping it does eventually come to switch to uh, nintendo is offering discounts and this is this is more of a topical uh story so if you're listening to it quickly please go out and take advantage nintendo is offering discounts up to 25 percent off of all so, uh, i'm sorry not all select, select kirby titles on the nintendo 3ds and wii u eShop. it's for kirby's 25th anniversary in the next year we're getting four kirby games so yeah. if you like kirby we're barely older than kirby this is crazy Kir- kirby is almost as old as us which is neat but that, that's also for nintendo to to me i think everyone should do that. every 10 15 20 give out a little 25 percent deal just to hook us up a little bit i'm 100 million thousand percent agree <laughs> with you uh last week on the show i purchased a game live i bought overcooked right on the show yep, that you did it came out with some frame rate issues it was a little choppy it's still fun and man i can understand i can totally see myself diving in with a friend and getting lost in multiplayer. You, you can see once they fix everything. The okay. patch will be on the way though. It's being okay. patched as we speak. Um, I still think it's a good experience. It's not the frame rate issues don't murder the game, kill you, take away the experience. It is still good, but damn it all, man. I can, I'm can. i not a huge single-player gamer with this game. It's more of a game I'd wait for you or Ryan or somebody to come over and play with, Ashley, whatever. Uh, but I think this this has potential, man. Once they patch it up, it's going to be hella good. It was already really good on PS4, so cool that we're seeing more games come to Switch because due to Switch's success, Capcom, who does Resident Evil, Mega Man, blah, 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 Street Fighter. Devil May Cry. Um, Devil May Cry, yeah, absolutely. They say that they will now plan to continue 
continue their support for Switch, which even more games. Maybe that means a Mega Man game on the horizon. You never that, know. That should be a staple. Maybe Mega Marvel vs. Capcom is coming to Switch. Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, you never know. But they did already announce two games that will be coming to the Switch by the end of 2017. Resident Evil Revelations 1 and 2 will both be on the Switch by the end of 17. So Capcom already making good on their promise. That just means more freaking yeah. games. And that, that's going to that's gonna be a big sell for them. And it's never a bad thing when you just say more games. Why not? If you buy it, you buy it. If you don't, you don't. What the hell does it matter to you, you know? Yeah, I couldn't agree more, dude. Ver- uh, Virtuous Studios uh, will be is now currently porting an un named AAA titled in the Nintendo Switch. The company recently worked on the Batman Return to Arkham, which I have over here, Assassin's Creed, the Ezio Collection, and the recent Final Fantasy remasters. We have no idea what this AAA game is going to be, but man, There's I'm no like, rumors or... No, no, I, no. I tried to find okay. anything. He said I was digging. I was yeah. digging hard. Well, that, that's good, though. Keep people guessing. Keep you guys freaking wondering, you know? Yeah. So it's like nowadays, everyone knows freaking everything, yeah. you know? But it's another 60 bucks I'm going to shit out of the <laughs> game that I probably already own, so I can only imagine what the hell it would so, be. So, buy 60 bucks, it collects dust, you're fine. Monster Hunter Stories, which is a whole different take on the Monster Hunter franchise. It will release on September 8th on the 3DS and a demo will be available next week so maybe even by the time you're listening to this podcast. You, you played Monster Hunters? I, I played okay. Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate on the Wii U and it's it's okay, but I think Stories is the one that if you, if I wanted to jump into the franchise, I would. This one's it's a little okay. bit more of a cartoony anime feel to it and it's a little bit less serious um so I, that's the one i could see myself jumping on if you, at all you'll jump on the demo no i'll definitely jump on yeah. the demo if i turn my 3ds on that's the thing man when you got this bad boy yeah. sitting next to you why do you need it I, to go I, back to, I will be going back for the new metroid game samus returns on september 27th or 8th whenever it comes out i'm hyped on that overwatch summer games will be coming back it's an olympic themed event it'll be back august 8th to the 29th basically just think of it. Uh, they're they're bringing in two new levels. Even I think one's called Sydney, and the other one maybe called Rio. I forget. But it's basically just they're taking a shooter and making it Olympic styles. They're giving away costumes that would. Oh, that's, like that's, see, that makes it makes it teams. fun. Keeps you want, wanting to keep playing rather than you just get bored of the same shit. That's 100, awesome. Hundred percent agree. Stardew Valley, as you know, is one of my. I <sighs> love that freaking game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The farming uh, yeah, sim. Yeah. I was all the farming game. <laughs> uh, beginning next year, it will include four-player co-ops. You can farm with three of your buddies, and players can even get married oh. to each other. <laughs> that's just cool, no, no, That's cool. That's the cool. Game, they have that little, that little, you know. The game is so damn charming. Yeah. I love it. Crash Bandicoot, the Insane Trilogy, one of the best PS4 games I've seen or played in a long time. It is so damn good, so addicting. I know you love it, too. Have you beaten the first one not. yet? Dude, it's tough. It I, is hard. I don't remember it being this tough. It's There is a reason for yeah, it. I know, there is I know a, we, we talked. It. Yeah. Um, but there was a video released of the game running with Xbox One button prompts, basically stating and, and kind of leaking out there that an Xbox One it's version coming. is on the way, which is, again, it makes a, hey, it's good, good for gamers. We, we got it first. You know what I mean? That... Respect. That's it. Good for gamers. Uh, it's never again, never a bad thing to have things come to multiple platforms. I own them all freaking anyway. Exactly. What the hell is the damn difference? Except, except Gears of War. That stays at Xbox. Yeah, I, I, I would uh, very, I would be very upset if uh, Gears of War comes to I, PlayStation. I was, dude, I was pissed when Devil May Cry went to Xbox. Like that was our game. <laughs> you got enough. PS4 no, is amazing. Exclusive. I don't want to hear it. You should have played the Uncharted. You missed it, dude. You had it for eight months. Crazy. <laughs> I, I did finally get it back, so I've done that. Sega Genesis Flashback Console, which was at Games' version of the NES Classic Edition, but for Sega, 85 games included, two wireless controllers, da-da-da. Mm-hmm. It's out. 
Oh, it's coming out yeah. in, at the end of, I believe, maybe even end of September or August. I think September. But the reviews are out, and it is just getting shit Ain't all over. Oh, my God, yeah. The sound quality popping in and out. The emulation stinks. The controllers need AAA batteries. you got to unscrew the so controller. So you ain't even going to buy this. Not even close. Thank unless, God the unless, reviews unless, came out so Unless early. Sega does it. I would buy one. That we talked about that yeah. too. I, I would buy second, one if Sega does a first-party Sega flashback that they do, not at games. I want no part of this now. Thank you for all the reviews that are coming out and crapping on it. You're saving me eighty bucks yeah. that I can transfer right over to the Super Nintendo Classic Edition. You bastard! Paranormal Activities VR game will be coming to PSVR August fifteenth. So just another way to crap your pants. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Have you ever seen a paranormal movie? Like five minutes and said, nope. They're not scary. Dude, There's some jump scares in it that get you. And I don't scary. like that shit. I don't want to jump out of my damn seat. WWE, try to take a nap. WWE 2K18, the collector's edition featuring John Cena, dun, 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 will come out and it will include a John Cena action figure and a hand-signed photo celebrating his 15 years with the company. He's not even the color <laughs> athlete. It's Seth Rollins. No, that, that, I feel bad for Seth Rollins. But it, I always like that with John Cena. He always does like like the make-a-wish. Like he's yeah. always doing oh, stuff yeah. for other people. That's one thing I will always give him props for. Always. The, NBA Live 18 will feature the WNBA for the first time in any video game. <laughs> that's pretty cool, though. No, 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 that's, 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 cool. that's awesome. I was just kidding. It is awesome. Uh, Dynasty Warriors 9, uh, no release date, nothing, but it's. they said they will release it on PS4, PC, and Xbox One. So no Switch version, but no release date. Me and Alex yet. have been playing. There's a game on our mobile. That I think it's just Dynasty Warriors Deluxe. So we've been playing on our phones, but we've been talking about Dynasty Warriors 9, so... Be prepared, brother. Friday the 13th is getting a physical release. Go figure on Friday, October 13th. Makes sense. And it has already sold 1.8 million copies. So hell of a job That's uh, awesome. for that game to come out and sell And I've so watched well. so much gameplay. It, it is, I, I'm just watching it, and I'm having fun. Absolutely. If I was playing, maybe a little shit comes out. I don't know. Uh, upcoming this week, we have a huge amount of, uh, not a huge amount of games, but the, the quality of the games this week coming out. We're finally getting back to it, to having good games come out. Batman the Enemy Within, so Batman Telltale Season 2, Episode 1, The Enigma drops this week. Mega Man Legacy Collection 2 drops this week, and also another game called Lawbreakers. That's going to be a big title, a big release, all coming out this week. So please, we're finally getting back to the post-E3, getting our games that are coming out in a more regular cycle. So go pick up at least one of them games. You have some at scratch. least Mega Man. At later. least. You got it. Pick up Mega Man. Man. Seven, eight, nine, and ten, all and in one that, place. That, I picked that over Batman, so that's saying something. Hell yeah. So our last story of the entire episode is a tech-related story. Apple probably accidentally leaked their they, own plans for the iPhone 8. Uh, it will have features and designs, a full 3D face scanner, which I couldn't imagine. It's probably some Apple VR yeah. device that's probably going to come out eventually. But the bigger piece was they're probably going to do away with the home button and the screen, just like the... I uh, like my home button. Just like the S7 uh, Edge that kind of covers up the whole screen. Now Apple's probably gonna have a screen that takes up the whole thing with no home button. I'm kind of happy with what I got. Yeah, now. I, I'm, I'm, I've been happy with what I had. I mean, I don't really give a shit about a 3D face scanner. I like my home button. You know, but I, I definitely won't be the first person in line buying it. I know guys at work will buy it. I'll, I'll mess with their phones. I'll yeah. test that. And I that's feel it. like the more and more the screen takes up the more and more fragile the device gets so just whatever you know <laughs> um, it's whatever. Hey, we'll look at it. It'll probably be a thousand dollars. 
I don't got that money right now. So. And that was episode 54 of We Podcast and We Know Things. Again, please, we urge you to go check out the bonus episode we did a little bit earlier today. That'll be out at the same time this one is where we chat with Serge from the early November and his guitar player, Joe. Amazing guys. Great conversation. Lots of background noise, but again, that's what happens. Great time, though. Great time. It was something we'll never forget. So thank you to those guys for letting us do that. But again, this has been episode 54. We'll see you next week for episode 55. Thanks again, everybody. Today was a good day. <laughs>